This episode is brought to you by Monkey Cult Coffee. If you head over to their website, monkeycultcoffee.com, and use promo code QWPOD when you check out, you get 10% off your coffee. They have now three delicious flavors. New flavors, the honey agave one, and it is delicious as always. Monkey Cult never disappoints. It is the best way to start your day. I know everybody has very busy schedules. If you're not drinking coffee in the morning, you're missing out. And if you're drinking coffee but it's not Monkey Cult, you need to switch right away and uh, help out a great business. They've been awesome to me for the whole time that they've sponsored me. Also, a portion of their sales go to the National Pediatric Cancer Foundation. So if you want to support a fantastic business and support those struggling and battling with cancer, then uh, head over there, get a nice discount, and try out a new flavor. I had you in your face. Be strong. This is the first ever podcast intro with Preston already singing the song. (laughs) (laughs) This is the one-year anniversary celebration episode. Damn right, damn right. And got my... My best friend in Boise, Preston, here to celebrate with What's me. Up? Lots of booze, lots of cigars. We're here to party. One year celebration. It's a party time celebration. Pretty sick, honestly. One year is a long time. It's a long time. You know, one year is one year. Yeah, it is. A lot it's happens a lot. in a year. Yeah, so much happens. Yeah. No, I'm serious. A yeah. Lot, a lot. I never would have, honestly, like, I started the podcast and I was like, this would be pretty cool if I had a podcast. Like I never even really thought about how long I wanted to go for or like where I wanted it to be. But one year in, here we are. This is pretty sick. Life is just a journey, man. You just never know. You never know what's going to take you never place know. in your life. That's right. And now it's one year. Wow. Okay. Fire. Well, this is actually take two because I can't actually remember why. But this is My just... mic was off. Oh, yeah, your mic was super yeah. quiet. Quinn just, anyway. didn't, Quinn just didn't want me talking, so it's, it's <laughs> whatever. actually a solo episode, and Preston's just here for shits and giggles. But the first take, you definitely wanted to just get right into it. So let's just oh, yeah, get definitely. right into it. Let's get into it. Listener questions today. Uh, I'm not going to say only. It's not like one of the solo podcasts where um, it's just me talking. And just answering some listener questions because Preston's here too. But um, we're definitely going to start there. So question number one, would you rather have a pet tiger or a pet brown bear? Hang on. Given that both are tamed and follow your every command. You're going tiger all the way, dude. Tigers are pretty badass. Dude, brown bear? Are you kidding me? That's not even the best bear. (laughs) Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. (laughs) Man, we might get in trouble from off. But hey, um, yeah. If it was a grizzly bear, I'm choosing the grizzly. Because that thing will be massive. And I could ride that shit. You're not Are grizzly bears not brown bears? No, they're different they're different species, bro. I mean not spe- well, I don't know what it is, but like they're different bears for sure. They're different kind of bear. This might be Cali talking. Nah, dude. Brown bears and grizzly bears. I think, I think grizzly, grizzly bears, bears are a type of brown bear. I don't, they're brown, yeah. We're not talking racial here, dude. (laughs) We're not talking polar bears and brown bears here. We're talking about a brown bear, there's a black bear, and there's a grizzly bear. Yeah, grizzlies are brown, but like it's different. I think it's a different like family, you know? I don't know. Could be, I could be, don't quote me on that, but it could be wrong. The point being that tiger is the correct answer. Yeah, Yeah, because imagine that shit. You're rolling up to like, 
school or something, and you just have a tiger with you. Yeah. It's like that guy from The Walking Dead. What's his name? Uh, King Israel or whatever. I never watched that. Ooh. You'll have to tell me. He had a pet tiger, you know, during the dead, so, like, everybody's dead, but he had a pet tiger, and that, that thing was badass. It would kill all the zombies and shit. So imagine that. It's like, just your buddy, like, if somebody pisses you off, that tiger just goes after him. Like, you really want a brown bear? Like, nah. That's valid. I think the only person I can think of with pet tigers other than Tiger King was uh, Mike Tyson. That picture of him standing on his front porch in boxer briefs with a pet tiger on a fucking chain leash was pretty incredible. That's badass. Dude. Yeah, it is. Imagine if he had a brown bear. Nobody would be talking about it right now. People are like, it wasn't a grizzly bear. <laughs> it wasn't a polar bear. Honestly, the only brown bear is only better than one bear, and it's the black bear. Wow. That's bold. I think polar bears are pretty sick. So it goes grizzly bear, polar bear, brown bear. Yeah. Black bear. Polar bear's number one. You think so? Yeah. Now grizzly, bro. Well, moving on. Okay, moving on. Um, we're just going in no particular order here. This is way off topic already. I like it. What do you think the downfall of the human race will be? Uh. <laughs> Let it rip, Preston. Uh, I want to say it. Uh. Well. If we're, talking, if we're talking about, like, tomorrow, quote me on this, a.k.a. Preston Graham, uh, Mr. Joe Biden could lead us to the downfall. But I knew he was going to lie over it. But let's be honest here. It's, uh, it's definitely going to be human. The human race as, it's, as general will be the downfall because we're, just, we're, we're already ruining the, the planet as we speak every day with pollution and all that stuff. So, But I feel like the world leaders – AKA like somebody like leading a country like Joe Biden can make the wrong decision, push a button and the whole world will end. If we have world war three, it'll be a nuclear war. That's just going to kill all of us. What do you think of the, um, these like world government, the, like the everyone together thing. Is that what you're saying? Like the, like the UN and the, World, the WEF, the World Economic Forum. What do you think of all these like one government to rule the world kind of thing? It would never work. I don't think so. I think so many people want to be in power, and they're not going to give up the power to be be like, okay, we want one equal thing, which makes sense because it's like everybody's planet. So like it's everybody's planet. So it makes sense to come out and be like, hey, we all want this, but it's never going to work because yeah. of the power's sake. We see that in our own government today. No, like we have senators and politicians that don't want to give up their power, and they're like seventy years old. They just want that power. They want their regulations the way they want it. So seventy is pretty generous. I would vote for a president in a heartbeat if he was only seventy. Well, nowadays, yeah, <laughs> that's why. That's you know, your political prime right there. You're trying to cut out. I guess. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of sad. Um, I don't think I'll probably comment on that one. Um. What is your dream job not considering pay? You start on this one. Start on this one? I would uh, definitely coach baseball for as long as the Lord will let me live. I feel you on that one. Uh, baseball is such a special sport. It's American's game. So I definitely want to coach baseball, but uh, I just would really want to do something that helps the community and people out. You know, If I can help people and make a good living off of it, that's the way to go life. Yep. That would be pretty fulfilling. 
I would say playing baseball, but I would never want to play a position other than catcher, and I don't yeah. want to catch for that long. Like, honestly, I, what do you do to that thing? I don't have no idea. Oh, my God. Bro, the cigar is just falling Do you apart. see that, though? <laughs> what is happening Like, the whole, the whole front wrap is off, dude. Oh, man. I've never seen that. Honestly, you can re-roll it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give this to somebody <laughs> later. Yeah. Um, I would never want to catch for that long because catching kind of takes a toll. Yeah, your knees will be done. The knees are done and, like, the foul tips off the head and everything. That's yeah, just not worth it. It's brutal. I definitely I like had a few concussions last last summer. Yeah, it's like coaching baseball would be a lot like less harsh on the body, but also you're part of the game. So, yeah, and I feel like there's a responsibility. Like no matter what you're learning, there's I think you have a responsibility to pass down what you've learned. Exactly, and uh, even though we're only like what 21, we could still pass so much knowledge to even even people that are same age because you can learn from anybody. We can learn from high schoolers if we really dial it down. Yeah. So, like, you can learn it from – you can learn anything of life, not just baseball, just, like, any points of life from, like, random people even. like. And I could go back to my high school right now and just be like – Can you hold you this a little closer to you, sir? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's like – I don't know. When you play high school sports, it's usually, you know, an hour and a half, two hours a day, and there's no subject in school where you spend that long on it. Like, I feel like I know baseball better than I know, like, math or science or anything. Because that stuff we did 45, 50 minutes on it per day. I feel like uh, that comes into, like, what you really, as a person yourself, really want to do, though. You know, like, if if somebody wants to be a math major in college, they're going to... Definitely a matter of interest. Yeah, yeah, exactly, a matter of interest. So if you like math and you like science or whatever and you want to major that in high school... Then you're gonna focus more on that than baseball. I had a, I had a baseball friend uh, growing up in high school, and uh, obviously after two years, um, he didn't play anymore because that's not his main focus. But he wanted to be a science major in in college, so he he got like straight A's. You know, he'd be like part of the science club, but of course he didn't like focus on baseball. So it's like the opposite for us. Like we focused on baseball, then care about academics. Yeah. So. Unfortunate, but true. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be a cool life, just to coach baseball for 50 years and call it good. Um, how is your relationship with your parents, and how did it affect your view of romantic relationships? Ooh, that's a, that's a great question. You want me to start on this one? Sure. Okay. You have so, a good relationship with your parents. Your parents uh, are Gs. Let's start uh, with yeah. that. My, uh, my parents has the second coolest parents. Oh, I think they're the first, but that's just my point of view. <laughs> uh, yeah, my parents are awesome. Uh, they help me every step of the way. I call them so much. Their advice is just out there, and they've just been through life. So um, it's affected me in a lot of ways. Uh, personally, relationship status, like if I even go on one date and I tell them about it, they'll give me advice for the next one. Um, like even last night. We, yeah, tell the story about what your mom told you to do with the flowers because oh, this is okay. such a G move. It's, a, it's just a baller move. You know, my mom's a baller. So uh, so I took this girl. We had a, I'm in a fraternity at Boise State. So is Quinn. It's called Sigma Phi Epsilon. So shouting them out. But, uh, yeah, so we had a Valentine's date night thing, and I had this date. And, I, of course, I had to get her flowers. It's Valentine's Day, obviously. And... Uh, my mom was like, hey, make sure you like, surprise her in the car. But I, she knew I was going back to my place. So we, 
you know, we got back to my place before we even went to the event. And she's like, you think we're going to be back here? And I was like, probably, why not, you know? So we left the flowers there. My mom was telling me to do that the whole time because of the fact that she had to come back to my place. At the end of the night, you're like, oh, you have to come back to yeah. the flowers. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how <laughs> the night went. She still had to come get the flowers. So, like, it was a win-win-win because of the fact that, like, it doesn't matter. The night could be in crap or whatnot, but she still had to grab her flowers from my place at the end of the night. So Pretty smart move. It was really smart. Do you ever wonder where your mom learned that move? <laughs> what you say back in her hey time or heyday or whatever you want to call it, the local bars been bumping. <laughs> I would say, um, can I refresh it's exactly like how the question was worded here? Um, how is my parents' relationship and how did it affect my love? I think it showed me that like it's supposed to be permanent. Like I don't even have any interest in being with a girl that I think would be temporary. Yeah. I think that's the biggest um, I mean the yeah. biggest takeaway I've gotten from my parents is that it's supposed to be forever. And whether or not that's been a good takeaway for me or not is one question. But Yeah, well, that's a different question for the maybe offside of the pod, but what I'll comment on that one is uh when you think about it, it's like, yeah, like both of our parents are in great relationships, right? So we see something that we want in the future, and we want to be lasting as long as they've been, like, been, been together. So we see, like, one-night stands as, like, a joke. Yeah. We see it as, like, okay, yeah, it's fun, whatever. But we also see, like, it's not serious, and it's not, like, what we want in the future. It doesn't actually mean anything. Exactly. So, like, we kind of think, like, is it worth it? And it, and it it does has it it does have its qualities of like showing you what you want and what you don't want because that's what my parents have told me. But seeing their relationship doesn't help me with that. Mm. That makes does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I would say like I don't know. I'm pretty picky in general with like who I'm friends with and who I'm not, and I'm pretty quick to judge people. I'm usually I'm sure I'm wrong often. But I feel like I'm usually pretty accurate in my first judgments. But like, if my if I look at a girl and for some reason I don't think it would work out, then I'm not even yeah. Like if the vibes off at all, you're right. kind of like eh. Yeah, it just feels like a waste. But that was a good question. Um, what is your most embarrassing moment? Oh, I would have to think about this. You want to go first? Do you know it on top? Of I don't really, honestly. I don't Ooh. feel like I've been embarrassed that many times. I feel like growing up with my dad, you just like whatever has happened is on the table and is yeah. going to be made fun of and there's nothing to hide. So I've, I feel like I just kind of grew up in an environment where everything and nothing are embarrassing. Yeah. Is embarrassing or embarrassing? Mm, one, of those. one of those. I couldn't tell you right now. But what I will say is one of the most embarrassing moments of my – that's what the question was, right? Most embarrassing? Yeah. Okay, so – would, it's probably like in fourth or fifth grade, and this girl just slapped me in the cross the face. And it was like gnarly. And I was like in front of everybody. And Did I was, you deserve it? <laughs> yes. Can't state if that. You didn't say no right away. It's probably, uh, yes. Okay, yeah, I probably deserved it in some ways, but I was in fourth grade, man. Like, don't have to come slap me. Like, we're not adults at that point, you know? I think what I did was like at a carnival or something, local carnival. I just like kind of like didn't pay attention to her the next morning at 
elementary school, she just slapped me. <laughs> I just remember how embarrassing that was for me. I was like, I had a mark on my face, and all these girls are judging me, and all my guy friends were laughing at me. I just remember it was bad. Yeah. But that was in fourth grade, so. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't had a more embarrassing moment since fourth grade, I think you've done pretty well. I think so, too. I mean, yeah. What is your biggest success? Biggest success? Um, that's a hard question because you can say, like, I can see my future aspirations, you know, like stuff in, like, something in the future. But as of right now, I'd say, honestly, just, you know, being going to Boise State as a student, double majoring, and uh, being a part of a fraternity on campus. It's pretty cool. It's, it's hard. hard. It's hard. It is really hard to keep up with school and the fraternity and double majors crazy. Yeah, so. Can't imagine taking, I get so sick of school taking 18 hours a semester. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, taking that many credits, it's just, it gets, um, you feel good after, you know, your grades come in. Yeah. So, I, I feel like I feel, I feel good about myself, you know. Makes sense. Yeah. I think my biggest success is how well I've maintained all my relationships with people in St. Louis since I moved here. Now that's an interesting one because I have an, I have a, I have trouble doing that. I'm from Orange County. Shout out Borea, you know. But um, yeah, my friends there. Uh, I should talk to them more often, and I don't. And they're like my, thought, like you know, my day ones. Right. And I'll have, and I, I would state it. Now that I don't have a good relationship with probably any of them now, and one of them even goes to Boise State, and I don't have a good relationship. That's with That's kind of crazy. You should definitely, I definitely recommend it. Like it's definitely something that I take a lot of pride in. I have three people that are my age from my hometown that yeah. I talk to literally every single day. Like don't miss a day. Yeah. And yeah, it's pretty cool. And then I try to call. At least, I thank God, knock on wood, I still have all four grandparents. And I talk to at least one of the grandparents from each pair once a week is my goal. That's really good. Yeah. That's a good goal to have. Um, yeah, the, what I can say about going back to what my friends thing is uh, uh, I feel like we, we all go, we're not, they're not there right now. So they're not in like my hometown. They all go to their different colleges. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. So it's hard to connect. Because they've got like their own stuff. At their college and yeah. Yeah, like they're all in fraternities in their college, and the one that goes here, we reach out, but every time we reach out, it just doesn't work. So we gotta make that happen. But yeah, my friends back home, they're my day ones, and uh, yeah, so it's cool to see that like someone like you, you know, like has a good connection with your friends. Because I strive to do that, but it's really hard. It's really difficult. I usually end up thinking of my friends as family, like. Griffin is definitely like my third brother. Oh yeah, and like we've talked, we've had that conversation. Yeah, where it's kind of like that for us too. Yeah, it's like you feel like these people are family, but like there's still family members out there that I wish I called more often. You know. Yeah. But it's kind of it's a double-edged sword. Like I'll say, sometimes I have problems connecting with people in the fraternity because, kind of like what we were just talking about with um, relationships with women, where if it doesn't feel permanent to me, I don't even mess with it. Yeah, you feel the same way by, like, your brothers. Right. If they're not going to reach out to you, you're probably not going to want to reach out to them. Right. That's what you're saying. Yeah, I get that. And that happens, like, you know, 
in my case, like if my friends don't reach out, if I'm reaching out every time, not saying that's the case, but if that is the case, it sucks. Yeah, so. it's not worth it. Um, looking at the next question, do you listen to all the podcast episodes? Of your of yours? Yeah. No. Okay. Have you listened to any of them? Mine, and I checked out Gavin's. I what I do with yours, a lot of the podcasts that you post, I'll listen to clips of it. So I'll go from like the first five minutes, and then I'll go. Yeah. So I'm just I try to get the clips. That's all it is. I I feel like. Uh, I don't, I'm not a podcast guy, so I, yeah. I, I don't even listen to like Rogan or anything like that. Yeah, that's fair. So I was just asking because the, the next question that I had um, gotten was, what was your favorite episode and why? <clears throat> so I was wondering if you were going to be able to make any input, but my favorite episode was probably, I don't know, that's tough. Probably you, the one you, with... Um, you say your older brothers a lot. It was like a fun podcast. That was a really good one. And uh, he was definitely a good guest and uh, very passionate about what he does and all that stuff. Um, I kind of figured that that was a given because it was my brother. But when I started the podcast, I actually said that I wasn't going to do any family because I feel like if you do one person, then you're kind of obligated to do more. Yeah, you have to do all of them now. Right. So. Yeah. So that's kind of why I try to leave that one out because that's kind of a given that like any conversation I have with anybody in my family is going to be Number one. my favorite yeah. above strangers. But other than that one, the one that I did with um, Infinite Strengths and Leadership was pretty awesome. Brandon Buck was really cool. He was a super interesting guy. And um, I would like to interview him again. I don't think it would ever happen just because he is super busy. And um, I don't want to repeat exactly the interview that I've done. Or not exactly. But uh, I feel like I've gotten better at producing and asking questions. So, I, yeah, I wish I could run that one back. But... Not going to happen. And why would that be my favorite is because that was kind of the idea that I had when I started the podcast was I wanted to have people in leadership positions. And he's not only, he didn't only start this company, but the company is about leadership. So that was kind of a two birds with one stone situation. That sounds like a cool interview. I should probably take a look at that one. It was cool. You should probably teach me some stuff too. Even just other than that podcast episode uh, is social medias are always worth checking out because he's always making some kind of presentation or at some kind of conference or what else he's whatever else he's got going on. But yeah, you should definitely check out Brandon Buck at uh, Infinite Strengths Leadership. Yeah, definitely go check that out. I will myself. So You better. Dude. You're committed now. I committed. There's no going back. Um, what are my goals for the future of the podcast? That's um, on you. That's That's a question just for you. What would you like to hear? Me? Yeah, what what could I do to the podcast to like make someone like you more interested? I would say like there's times to be professional, which like with like I don't know, like people that have success already. But like as like a common viewer, if you look look at the Rogan or something like that, Rogan podcast, it's a lot of people that they make it like fun, you know? Yeah. So just keep it fun. Even though like there's times to be professional for sure. But sometimes you just want to be like, okay, blah, 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 blah. It's like funny. You know? So I'd rather watch something that's comedy-wise. Like a one-year anniversary celebration. Exactly. You know, something like this is cool to have. But, like, you got to have that professional in it, too. Like, maybe, like, once a month have, like, a business owner or whatever, a person that helps the community out a lot. Something like that. But, like, 
the other time should be more uh, not as serious and like more like what you enjoy yourself personally. Makes sense. It's kind of been a battle because I feel like at the beginning, um, the production quality was so low that I had to be having guests on that fit the bill to prove that I could have quality guests on and quality production. So um, hopefully now that everything's, the, the audio is getting better and um, the, the studio is getting a little bit nicer, that I can do more stuff like this. But also with the new studio, it's a little hard to, I can't just go there and get drunk and smoke cigars. Yeah, it's not happening so ever. Maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. And once a month I go do something like that. And once a month I go do something like this. Exactly. It's not like, like twice a month, you know, you could do a podcast. Like that's your plan probably is like twice a month only. Yeah. Because, you know, life is busy and stuff like that. So one, one time should be more professional standing and then one time should be more fun games. Especially like this. I don't even really have to prepare. Ooh. I got to just ask everybody, post online a little bit, like what questions do you want us to talk about? And then we and just answer it. That's my whole entire preparation, yeah. Other exactly. than going to liquor stores. <laughs> that was a good question, though. Much appreciated. Uh, let's see what else. Is there anything you want to talk about? Me? Yeah. Okay. Question. Mm -hmm. A little bit off topic. Okay. Okay. Would you rather... Be locked in a cage with a grizzly bear that's hungry, or go downtown and look peanut butter off a hobo's foot. <laughs> uh, that is not where I thought that was going. Answer. So basically, would you rather die a slow, painful death? Or get a disease, because uh, a homeless person, peanut butter off his foot. I mean, I'd rather be alive. Yeah, than have a disease. <laughs> I'm good. Are we talking like, like caked in peanut butter? Like, what are you doing? Sorry. Like caked in peanut butter? Or just like, like the whole freaking foot. You have to lick that shit off. Just straight up clean? Yeah. Or are you going to be in a cage of a grizzly bear? I think I would still rather be alive. Oh, really? I'm fighting that grizzly bear. I'm fighting it. I'm trying to take that shit down, bro. Are you trying to fight the grizzly bear? Yes. Oh, my God. Get out of here. Dude. That's cat. Let's go fucking You would not rather fight a grizzly bear. Do you imagine that all that disease on my guy's foot? And he's walking around barefoot the whole time and... So you'd rather mm. be, you'd rather be Dude, imagine, imagine finding a grizzly bear to death, though. Like, that'd be fucking gnarly. It wouldn't last long. It would be three seconds and that thing would kill you, bro. Dude, I'm dead. I don't have to look a peanut butter off a hobo's foot. Yeah, but you're dead. Yeah, I'm a fucking angel, man. <laughs> Get out of here. I'll see you in hell, bro. I'll see you as an angel. Imagine me fighting Grizzly Bear, though. Dude, that should get that would get a million views right there, bro. Preston Grimm. How clout when you're dead? Yeah, before. Preston Grimm fights a Grizzly Bear. There is no before, dude. You're just dead. Uh, <laughs> bruh. Have you ever seen a Grizzly Bear? Yes. And guess what? I saw that shit in person. You think I'm going to just play dead? You're not supposed to. I'm fighting that shit till you die, bro. Guess what? Yeah, walking in the guy is three seconds. 
do. Yeah, imagine that though. Me, grizzly bear, face to face. Boom. Boom. <laughs> yeah, I might Boom. be dead. You're dead. But, but there's always a but. If I somehow no, there isn't. pull a David Goliath on it, though. You wouldn't. Yeah, but you say that. Literally is your But read the Bible. Right? Read the Bible. If God's on my side. You don't get a slingshot, bud. I don't care. I, I could do it. No. Just do it, hockey. No, literally a 0% chance. There's, there's always at least a percentage. Next question, because yours was stupid. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm taking the grizzly bear over licking the peanut butter off the hobo's foot. Why do you think Taylor Swift gets so much hate? Okay, so I have a really good answer for this. Okay. Okay. I'm a football fan. I love the NFL. I love Travis Kelsey. I love T-Swift. Her songs are bangers, bro. Like, let's be honest here. Like, these people hating, dude. Stop hating. Because guess what? You're just... The people are hating are the ones that are lonely, at their crib, not having love in their life. She now you loves... You sound like Nessie. You've been hanging out with Nessie too much. No, no, no. I'm telling you the truth. So, like... All these middle-aged men are complaining about it and kids. But guess what, though? They're in love, bro. They're seriously in love. And if we, want, we don't want to see Taylor Swift for two seconds, that's stupid. It's bringing the NFL views up, like, so much to the point that, yeah, we're bringing a whole different football family in. And it's kind of cool to see that, in my opinion. That was cool, like. I don't know if she wants me to talk about it, so I'll admit uh, uh, omit names. But one of the girls that was at the <coughs> excuse me at our Super Bowl party on Sunday was telling me that she has never been able to talk sports like she can now. That's what I'm saying. And that she felt like she belonged with us, and she was like in a like community, genuinely thankful yeah. to be there. Exactly, and I feel like these people complaining are complaining because of the fact that they're not in love, and they just. Or have to complain about something, you know? Like, at first, of course, I didn't want them panning to Taylor every two seconds. But did the NFL slow it down? They did. And guess what? Even the two seconds they showed Taylor in the Super Bowl or whatever, they showed her, like, once or twice. Two seconds, okay. They showed, they showed her twice. That's <laughs> not true. Yeah, they showed her twice, maybe three times. Guess what, though? The amount of views that brought in and the football community could grow so much from this. That I believe that we can come together. Yes. The old football community will have to teach these T-Swift fans the rules of football. But imagine how much greater it would be to have, like, girls understand football. Because that's really what it's doing. I just don't. I think uh, you're being a little ridiculous when you said that they only showed her twice during the Super Bowl. I think they only showed her two or three times. No, get out of here. Even if it was five times, Quinn. Let's be honest here, though. If five times and brings in a whole other community, that's worth it. Do you, think, do you think that she's somebody that's worth showing that much? Well, or that is um, that kind of spotlight? Um, yeah, do you think that she's worthy of that? I do. The reason why is, if we think back, we haven't seen a... A fan base like this, like the T-Swift fan base, since like Michael Jackson. 
He had one of the best halftime shows of all time. I went back and watched that before this last Super Bowl. Oh, I know. Amazing. But I'm just saying, like, she has a fan base that will die for her. Yeah. And Michael Jackson had something similar. And um, so that's what I related to because of the fact that, like, she's so, like, she influences so many people Hmm. that, like, it's worth it, in my opinion, as the NFL community should just allow her to be in. Why do you feel like the NFL community is one that needs to grow? Like, why can't we just have the fans that No, we, have? we don't need to grow. It's just the fact of the, the point that, like, if it's going to grow, right, why grow in a different direction of, of, like, oh, we don't want this direction of, you know, T-Swift, because a lot of the NFL don't like that. But in my opinion, we, we should be like, okay, I guess she's here. She's going to be here. Travis Kelsey is the top three tight end of all time. That's a sports take right there. He's already three. And guess what? We're just going to have to deal with it because eventually if they keep going, they're going to be married. And guess what that means? She's going to be at the next Chiefs Super Bowl and the next because they're going to make it a couple more times. And guess what? We're going to have to deal with it anyways. So the NFL community should just be like, hmm, it's going to bring in a new fan base, but guess what? We can educate them. You don't think it has anything to do with um, where she stands politically and where Kelsey stands politically with the vaccine and everything? That's a different topic because of the fact that, I mean, I'm sure like some NFL, NFL fans look at that, but a majority of us just want to watch fucking football. Yeah. We just That's what I wanted. It was the same situation with, um, with, with Bud Light, Light when they chose their, whatever you want to, sponsor, marketing head, whatever they she called it. She got fired, by the way. It was like nobody, like it didn't matter who was the face before, and it shouldn't matter now. It shouldn't. It never matter. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like, like Bud Light, like, yeah, they did a bad, it's all a bad marketing job. That's all it was, right? Yeah. She got fired. Guess what? Guess what Dana White did? He just signed Bud Light to UFC. Dana's the man. Okay, I'll actually back up Bud Light and how well Budweiser takes care of our nation's veterans. Oh, and all that shit. How much they pay American farmers and how many Americans they employ. It's kind of nuts because people don't know those facts. And I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't buy... Bud Light that often now because of the fact that it's, it's kind of all for show, if that makes sense. Like, I'm, I know that sounds bad as a person, like, you care what people think, but if you're checking out with Bud Light and you're in Idaho, <laughs> people look at you differently. But you don't think that's the same thing with Taylor Swift? Like, why can it not just be left alone? Why can it not go back to... I feel like it should, all of it should be like that, though. All of it should just be go back to normal... And it should just all be personal value and personal a point of view. Like, if you want to drink Bud Light, go drink Bud Light. If you want to watch Taylor Swift perform, go. If, it's, if she gets shown for a couple seconds per Chiefs game, whatever. Yeah. I feel like it's more she's a celebrity. I agree with that. I just feel like it's so forced down our throats. Like, I don't understand why it's gotten to a point where I feel the need to unfollow ESPN and SportsCenter on Instagram. They're all doing it just like the NFL for views. 
That's what they're doing it for, though. They're doing it for views. They're doing it to get, gain that credibility from their T-Swift fans or whatever. Because guess what? I met so many people that didn't even know anything about football, and then Taylor Swift came in, yeah. and all these girls are coming up to me like, oh, let's watch football. And guess what? For me personally, I'm like, okay, let's watch football. I'll educate you. But I get it when it comes to the point that, like, we don't want to see Taylor Swift every time Travis Kelsey gets the ball. It's a little bit yeah. an annoying, right? But they show her a couple times a game. It's not bad. She's a celebrity. If Michael Jackson or Prince was in the stands, like, of course we'd be panning to him, you know? Yeah. Just to answer the question, why does she get so much hate, I think it's because um, the women victim card is played a lot. Whether that's right or wrong, I'll stay out of right now. But I just feel like that's played so hard and get the vaccine is pushed so hard and the fact that they're now paired together with Mr. Pfizer, Travis Kelsey, just being shoved down the throat constantly. Like it should just be like, if you want the vaccine, go get it. If you don't, don't. If you want Taylor Swift, I get it. Then we would listen to her yeah, I, I get what you're saying with that, and I do think that they push it a lot more than they should. But at the same time, people got to understand the fan base of T-Swift. That's the root of the, the problem is people don't understand how popular Taylor Swift is. Although with Kanye's new album, did you see the stat Kanye passed Taylor Swift oh, on global? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So like, are they gonna? If, would the NFL community be? pressing about this situation if it was Kanye West, though. So that's when it comes into political. They would never mess with it. Exactly. So what's the, what's the difference? The difference is where Taylor Swift stands politically versus where Kanye stands politically and which one they backed. Yeah, but like at the same time, the, the NFL community is probably half-half with the political like You think beliefs. so? I think so. There's people in Seattle that are Seattle Seahawks fans. They're not going to agree with fucking Kanye, the, Kanye at all. Yeah. But so you know, know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it goes both ways. I feel like. I just feel like social media is like a, it twists how you perceive where people stand politically so much. Like your, your feed curates so much to you. It kind of like forces you to think that the rest of the world agrees with you, whether they do or not. Well, that's what social media. That's why it's so bad for you mentally. Yeah. That's why a lot of people get off social media, and they have to take breaks from it. Personally, I have not done that yet. Do I think it would help me in a lot of areas? Yes, I do. But what I will say is, yeah, you have a good point. It's like, it's it's all of it though. Like we look back at T Swift being shown or we look at Kanye being showed, whatever our social media feed shows us is what we're going to believe. Right. So, like, if Kanye is what we believe in politically, we're going to want to watch him on TV. But if we believe T-Swift is doing it right and backing up whatever she backs up, we're going to be like, yeah, we should show her. So it's yeah. really what you think personally. And I think that's the main issue. Do you think it is what I think personally? Because if it was, then she wouldn't be all over my social media. Because I personally don't like her at all. Well, so you're saying like Sports Center just posted her because of views, and you don't believe in her release? Is that what you're saying? I just feel like the her side of things, 
whether it's her or not, that side is shoved down our throats so constantly. Sure, you're thinking even it's though like, I don't agree with it, it's still there. So you're thinking it's like the vaccine when they said, get vaccinated, get vaccinated, get vaccinated. It's pretty similar to that. It's similar, yeah. Okay. Well, personally, I have not, like, I'm on social media all the time, right? And my feed, yeah, it's shown Taylor Swift more than general, but I have not experienced the fact of, like, to the outcome, because I was in Cali when COVID hit, of what they said to do with the vaccine, you know? That was crazy. Can we take a second and fact check some of the things that I heard from Cali since you were there? Yes. Is it true that you were literally monetarily incentivized to turn in your neighbors for breaking COVID protocols? I was actually correct. Uh, If we saw our neighbors go out and there was more than one person and and we, if we wanted to, as a community, or as a, even just one neighbor, we could have called the cops. What do you mean more than one person? Like, like if we wanted to, we saw a person walk out, and it, like we got designated just one person to go get groceries, like the essentials, you know? Like per household? Per household. Oh, my God. So, like, if that was the case, if I was looking out my window and I saw two people go into the car, and the, like break of mid of COVID, I could have been like on the phone with the cops and be like, I saw two people. And you get some kind of monetary reward for that? I don't know if I would get a reward, but I definitely would be like on their good side, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So what's the reward? You know, like being on their good side is kind of like an incentive. Yeah. So okay. I, guess, I, guess, I guess it would be kind of of a type of a reward. I wouldn't get anything beneficial to my name, like money or anything, but yeah, they would be happy. I did that. Why did you feel like you wanted to leave Cali when it was time to decide where to go to school? Uh, well, the fact is, Cali, their political beliefs, I'm independent. I'll just state that right now. I'll vote for whoever I think will benefit the country the most. But Cali is different. I feel like their regulations and laws are completely different from any other state. And I, I the, you know, somebody could prove me wrong probably and be like, they're similar to this state. And I'll be like, I guess, whatever. But in Cali, when I lived there, it was just, COVID scared me, if I'm being honest with you. They, they did stuff that, like, made me not feel, have the freedom that Americans should. Mm. If that makes sense. Like, uh, I was... Like having one person go to the store? Exactly. So I felt like I was stuck inside... I uh, felt like I didn't have a voice, stuff like that. Did you? Was it true that you had to have a vaccine card to go do stuff? For uh, for certain venues, yes. Like if I wanted to go to concerts, mm. yeah. Or or they would have me go get a COVID test before the day off, though. It couldn't be okay. like a day before. I do remember like stand-up comedians would have that. Like here's a bunch of rapid tests for everybody coming to our show. Yeah. Um, yeah, stuff like that. It couldn't be a rapid test in Cali, though. It would have to be, like, you have to go somewhere to get a vac- like, get oh. a test. Like, it, okay. they couldn't send it. You know, the, the little packages, you know, that they would have. Like, you could test yourself. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it couldn't be like that. You would have to go somewhere that they thought Dang. was credible. But the it's not true that you had to have a vaccine to go do st- or a vaccine card to go do stuff? Some venues would only let you have go in or have a like you know go somewhere with a vaccine card, and that's when we came out with the 
like kind of like a fake ID, you know, like a vaccine ID. Yeah. Fake vaccine ID. Yeah, that happened. I had a lot of friends that had that. And that's crazy to me. Like, imagine having a fake vaccine card. That's just funny to me. Yeah. That's crazy. That is kind of crazy. It's a... Uh, it's one of those things, like, when that happened and all these people started getting those, and I just realized, like, okay, maybe Cali is not the state for me. Yeah. yeah. Kind of scared me. That's one of my favorite parts about living in Idaho so far is it's, like, it looks like when you watch the news or whatever, it looks like it's super conservative and people pressure you to be that way. But especially around Boise, it's not really like that. It's kind of like do whatever you want if it doesn't bother me. I don't care. Yeah, what so doing. what I realized about Boise is Idaho, Idaho, Idahoans. That's how you say it, right? Idahoans. Idahoans. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. So. I, okay. Just want to correct that. You know, <laughs> just in case. Don't want Cali to mess that up. Yeah. Exactly. Um, is that? Yeah. Boise's a lot more liberal than any other part of the state, right? Yeah. But it's not comparable to any other. Uh, democratic state because Boise, yeah, it might be democratic more and it, you know, might turn whatever, was what it blue or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's not ever going to be like that because the people in it are just not judgmental like that. If that makes sense. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Like a lot of people from Cali would judge you. Like I got judged. I wouldn't even be able to go to some friend's houses because I didn't have the vaccine. Dang. So in Boise, they're not going to do that. And no matter what their beliefs were, they're not going to let somebody that doesn't have a vaccine come to your household. Where do you think that comes from? Like that, um, maybe that feeling in Cali where uh, you feel more responsible for the people around you versus here you don't. Why do you think that is? Ah, I don't know, man. It's just. I always felt like maybe it came from, um, well, we've talked a lot about sports in St. Louis versus sports in Cali. I feel like it's kind of that where. Um, in, in St. Louis or in California, it's a lot of like team sports. You're playing, you know, baseball as a team or basketball all together yeah. or whatever. But here it's like you go skiing with maybe one other person or you go camping. So you think it's, it's more a lot of more like, like a, independent, yeah, independent, kind even of just like aside from politics, it's kind of more independent. Do you think maybe that has a play in maybe, I mean, when you think about it though, it's like when you think of California or St. Louis, like, I know, I'm not, don't quote me on this, but St. Louis is more democratic than the whole state, right? Yeah, definitely more than, I mean, Missouri as a whole. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. So I feel like if you take the democratic states or like the parts of each state, they're going to be more like opt to be like community based and like we're all in together or not kind of thing. And they're going to judge you off that. But you come to certain parts of Idaho, right? And they're more like, yeah, we believe this one way, but it's your own given right to do whatever you want. And I feel like yeah. that's a big part of it. And a lot of people forget, like, forget about like the what we give, like as a like as a citizen of the United States, we give certain rights, right? We get these rights, and a lot of places like California don't don't ever like state like, okay, you get this right, you know, blah 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 blah. Because of the fact that, like, we want, they want you a certain way there. They want you to be almost like robotic. They want you to just go by what they want and their regulations, and they want you to forget about that you're really a U.S. citizen. Mm. And I feel like that's a big issue because I feel like a state like Idaho is never going to do that. They're never going to judge you off one certain thing. 
but Cali, like the, the governor of Cali is going to regulate something and you're going to follow it. It's like more of a follower basis out there. Out here, it's more like freedom and yeah, we're Americans out here, so we get to believe and do what we want. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It definitely is like a pretty patriotic feel here. And um, one of the things that I had in mind when I started the podcast that's um, not very appreciated in some of the more liberal communities is like the respect for veterans. I feel like that's a really big deal here in Idaho is um, respecting people that have served the country. Do you think in Cali it was more like people had more of a disrespect for the military? Yes, definitely. Um, I feel like um, a lot of people that I know that have joined the military from Cali, obviously you know how they get like three options or whatever to pick. Like they want to go this spot. Or oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, they never pick Cali. And that's just right there and then. That's the proven point that they don't feel respected in Cali. My uncle served... And he was stationed in Cali for a long time. He was part of the Navy. You know, the San Diego border or whatever. They, they have a big naval base out there somewhere. And um, when he was, he got stationed in Alaska first. And he feels like he was more respected out there, he told me. Because in Cali, they, it's almost like the rumor is kind of true. The rumor of Cali being its own country, right? It's, it, you know, they're going split to it, split it up into three states and whatnot. It kind of makes sense because it's so different. Like, I've been to other states, and it's like, it doesn't matter what the political belief is. I just felt Cali has its own. I mean, I could be, I probably could be, like, debated wrong. Like, I'm not going to say, like, I'm not politically all correct here, but I've been to so many parts of the United States, even liberal states, and I'm, it's just not the same as Cali. Cali has a different vibe to it, and it and the economy there is different. It's really strong, and it brings in a lot of money that they could be their own country. Um, and that's what I worry about because of the fact that, like, I don't think it should be, even though it could. Uh, I worry about that United States of America would suffer from it, obviously, because they bring in a lot of money. But if they did become their own country, I think they'd be thriving more than a lot of other countries that we know of in the Middle East and Africa. I think they'd be more successful, which is sad when you think about it. But I kind of got that. Like <clears throat> The only time I've really spent time in California was last year, last summer. We went to a Dodgers-Angels game in Anaheim, and we stayed. Our hotel was literally diagonal from Disney World, like, Oh yeah, Disneyland, like across yeah. the street, right? Yeah, and it was just weird. Like we got there, and um, we went down to the well. We went up to our hotel room and tried to fill up a cup of water because you know I'm yeah, fucking yeah. thirsty. Yeah, and it's only hot water coming out, and we're pretty confused. So we go downstairs, we go to the lobby, and we're like, "Hey, our whole our hotel room doesn't have cold water," and they're like, "You're not supposed to drink the water anyway." Yeah, exactly. I was like, what do you mean? Like, this is supposed to be one of the nicest no. places, no. like, ever in the history of humanity, and you yeah. can't drink the tap water? No, you can't. And then people walking around are constantly recording. Like, when I scroll through social media, I'm like, this has to be fake. What are the odds that somebody is recording it? 
it's 100% that somebody is recording it because everybody's recording all the time. Now. No, in Cali, yeah, you walk around anywhere, you're not safe. People are just recording themselves, I mean, 24-7. 24-7, even in high school, I recall, like, somebody had their phone out recording. And, uh, yeah, that's scary because if you want to be, like, somewhere in the city government or, or even just higher up in the government and somebody's recording you, that's going to come out. Yeah. And so in Cali, you, every step you take, you got to watch your back. That's what it was. It mm, was like... Just scared that you're going to be caught doing something wrong. Yes. I've, caught, I've been caught in 4K pretty bad. <laughs> bad enough to not stay on this podcast. And I hope it doesn't come out. But <laughs> it could eventually come out. Because if I want to be like somewhere like a governor or you know a mayor, it's going to come out eventually. And it's sad because I won't get the job because of that. Well, it's weird that... Like, you're not allowed to make mistakes anymore. Especially you're if... You're just not allowed. I feel like dudes are just dumb. Like, you're bound no, to make some mistakes. We're so say stupid. Some stupid shit, yeah. Dude, I was walking around high school thinking I was the best person ever. So I'm saying shit left and right, bro. <laughs> I didn't care. I didn't care what I said. And that's not good. Because guess what? Down the line, if I want to be a governor or, or like, even city councilman, like, I won't get the job because it'll come out. Somehow it'll come out saying I said something... And it'll offend people. Yeah. It doesn't matter where it's high. It could be in Idaho. It could be in Texas. It could be somewhere so red that it doesn't even matter, like Arkansas or something. And it would still come out, and I won't get the job. Yeah. That's how sad it is. I had a huge epiphany in Cali when we were there. We're headed to the, to the baseball game. And um, my boss, he's always treated me super well, but he hooked us up. He thought with seats directly behind the dugout. So on the way out, I went to the to the Walgreens right by our hotel and tried to buy some Sharpies. Oh, yeah. And I got a pack of two and one pack of one Sharpie, and it costs like $23. Yeah, that's how Cali is, the prices. And the, the thought that I had was, okay, it's actually legal here for me to just take this and walk out, and they can't do anything. They can't. Right. But then I was like... Well, because people do that, that's why it's expensive. They have to charge more to make up the price. You think of like, but then when the price goes up, sorry to cut you off, but oh yeah, not no, done. Going. The because the price is marked up, more people are more likely to steal it. Like I, that never. If it was four dollars, it never even would have crossed my mind to take it. But it was twenty three. I didn't want to pay twenty three dollars for three a potential autograph of some guy I don't even fucking care about. Exactly. So that's what I'll say about these democratic states. And trust me. If if I could, I would have voted for Obama or Rodney or whatever. My dad's explained it to me. He explained. My dad's a, a small business owner, so he knows like what affects the small business is of America. He's like small business might be a little uh, little conservative idea there. No, yeah, definitely. But guess what? The, his point of view though is he he voted for Obama both times. Mm. You know what I mean? So like he knows like. It's not always Republican that will help him out the most. My dad did too, and now he catches crap from our family for being too conservative. My dad's the same way. But guess what, though? What I will say about this shit is that, yeah, you look at New York, and you can still up to, like, what is it, like 750 and get no jail charge now? 
Is it that much? It's it's years? pretty high up there. I would say it's our like, fraternity brother Tom was back in Cali. And I was like, bro, bring me back a PS5. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. It's um, it's almost sickening because of the fact that I feel I've, I'm going back to Cali at the end of the month. Imagine if I just stole a bunch of shit and came back. Couldn't do anything. They couldn't do anything. And, like, yeah, they can be, like, pissed off about it, but they really can charge me if I went to the regulations of California, right? So that's why I think of, uh, I think about how, what, what can we do as, a, as the United States of America to do better as, like, for the all, you know, all, A-L-L, you know, like, everybody. Like, if we're going to struggle in one area, why... Why regulate something like, oh, you can steal up to $700, you know? Like, somebody in, like, I don't know, North Dakota, I'm just going to name a state. If they came to Cali and stole $700 of shit and sold it back in North Carolina or North Dakota or whatever, they're going to make a lot of money, right? Mm -hmm. That's just going to weaken our country. Mm. You know, so I feel like we should... I know this is not a podcast for this, but, like, I feel like we're doing it all wrong. If that makes sense, our regulations are not right. I know it's state to state, but like that's not that's not helping the United States of America. It's helping the state. Right. So, yeah. it's kind of the almost the same idea when uh, I know that it didn't air live on national TV, but at the Super Bowl they had two national anthems. Yes. If we're supposed to be one United States of America, why is it? completely different ideas depending on what community you're in okay, regardless so. of whether that's the, the lgbtqia plus community or whatever you know, yeah like northern idaho or wherever you are yeah. it's com it's not even the same world that we live in so what i will say about that is i was like really shocked by that because they've been doing this for a couple of years now but like i was still shocked when they i feel like we should all be one right and one yeah. national anthem that's what they shouldn't call it the Black National Anthem, even though, like, that's what they were singing, I guess. I saw, like, a clip, and it said, like, I don't know who said it I, on the top of my head, but they said, like, this is what the African-American or Black community was, like, singing during their, like, slavery times, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if you want to be treated equally, sing the American National Anthem. Yeah. And don't call it the Black National Anthem. Maybe just sing the song. Right. Name it something else. Name it something like, I don't know, like Equality for All or something, and then sing the song or whatever. But don't call it the Black National Anthem because guess what? That's going to divide us more than anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, I was watching Super Bowl. I was like, yeah, that's a great song. Like, you know, I'm tearing up a little bit because it's, it's, um, it matters more than a lot to some people, you know? Mm -hmm. And as a white folk, I'm like, yeah, it didn't affect me like some people probably. But at the same time, I understand. Like, I understand what these people went through right. in a sense, right? Well, that's but, what we were just talking about is depending on where you live and what community you belong to, it really isn't the same. Like, it's not even the same reality. No, it's not. kind of weird, especially with what we were just talking about with social media. It's not even the same world that we live in. But if it's a national anthem, that's supposed to be the whole nation. Like, that's It doesn't matter what race you are at that point. You know? Right. So it doesn't matter if you're Indian or, or black or white or Asian or whatever. 
That's that's your national anthem, and you should be singing that with pride. And we shouldn't have different songs for each race because that just divides us more. Right. And that the people that think, oh, we need a national anthem, like each race, that causes division and it causes us not to feel the same. It causes us to think different of each other. And guess what? That's the root of the issue of America is that, you know, we're Americans. It doesn't matter the race. We're the most diverse country of the, in the, of the planet. Yeah. We are stated factually. We're the most, most advice country. So we don't need something like all these different races because guess what? The reason why America thrives is because our, our diversity is so strong. Yeah. So I see us being a country. If we want to be a country like that, then we have one national anthem and we have other songs that represent each culture. Yes, but don't call it a national anthem at that point because exactly. it's not. It's not. How many times the problem with playing identity politics is that there's unlimited ways to divide people. Yeah, if you're going to so do... So we have a black national anthem, then, then you have, we have to have Indian, an Asian, Asian and all that stuff. Right. You're, so, like, just have one and then come up with a couple songs. I don't care. You can sing four songs about the different diversities or races or whatever because we have... We also have the gay community, too. Right. So, like, we had to go into that. Is it, Are they going to come up with their own anthem? Which I wouldn't disagree with. Then all of a sudden, DraftKings has 19 under-overs on how long national anthems oh, are. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, like, we have one national anthem, and we should have... We should, honestly... Somebody like Alicia Keys. She's a great vocalist, right? She's amazing. She's amazing, right? Yeah. We saw it at Super Bowl. She, can, she should come up with, like... Bring in some people, all the cultures, right, together. Come up with one divert, like, you know, like different culture national anthem for America, right? And we have it as, like... Well, we already did that. That's the national anthem. Yeah, but guess what? If our culture is so changing, America, that, like... Our national anthem, yeah, it should be the one and only, right? Yeah. But at the same time is America is known for their diversity. We're the only country that has, like, all these different races come in. Like, like if you look at, like, India, majority of their population is India. If you look at America, the majority of the population is probably not white. It's, it's getting close. It's It's close. Especially with what's going on at the border right now. Yeah, exactly. So... If you get like Alicia Keys to sing a song like the, I'm not saying like the new national anthem is not the right wording for it, but like maybe like uh, I don't. Know. You want like a separate song for people that have struggled more than others. Yes, that's that's more the gist of it. I don't know. I come from a a family that's like wealthy in their sense. Uh, my dad's a small business owner, and he's worked his ass off to, to get where he's at. But I feel like even my dad would appreciate a song that you know sings for the like if you're struggling and you don't have no backbone, and America is your backbone. I feel like there's a national anthem out there for that. And I'm not saying our national anthem is bad in any sakes. But I feel like some of the community of America, or majority, 
would want to hear a new culture because our culture is so different than it was back then. And, you know, we also have to realize that America is really new compared to other countries. Yeah. But America is also the most growing in most uh, diverse country. I, I would hope, I would think that we should have a, maybe a, a different... Not a different national anthem, because that's our own one and only, but maybe another song that represents like what America is changing into, if that makes sense. Mm, more of like a, like a forward thinking. Yeah, like maybe like, because what they're trying to push out of America, and I understand it. I'm not, I'm an independent, so I understand where they're coming from, but I also don't. Like they want to push out all European, you know, white or whatever. And that happens because the majority of America is, like, we're white, yeah, but, like, we're mixing a lot. Like, mm-hmm. we're mixing a lot, right? So eventually there's not going to be white on white. It's just not going to be practical. Like, in 100 years, America's not going to be white on white. It's going to be white on whatever. And uh, that's why America is so sweet, though, is because of the fact that we have so many different cultures in America so I feel like if we came up with another, I don't know, it's hard to say, though, because I love our national anthem, but it's just, I don't know. That deserves some credit, honestly. It's how much, oh, man, I'm totally blinking on the guy that wrote it. But he nailed it. He nailed it, but, like, I don't know. I, I, I have issues because of the fact of, uh, um that we're so we're gonna be changing so often, you know. To the fact that, like, if we want to please, it's not even about pleasing, but it is kind of because we want to please our citizens of America, you know. If uh, we came up with another song that kind of represented that America is so diverse that we're better than everybody, mm. does that make sense? Like. We're better than you because we're so we take in so many different cultures. That's what it was founded on. That's exactly. where we. That's where we. Yeah, but it was you, supposed to be it, a melting pot. It's, yeah, we're supposed to be the melting pot, but a lot of people won't agree with the national anthem. I gotta. I'm sorry. I have to stop you. I'm gonna pee my pants real quick. And we're back. Bladder empty. Yes. Where were we? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> we're talking about. Is there Politics. one conspiracy theory that you believe in that you'll take to your grave? A- aliens are real. You think so? Yes. What makes you think so? Mm. Well, let's think about it. Can't be the only human species alive. You think I, there's other people out there like yes, us? Yes, definitely. Like exactly like us? I feel like it's not like alien. Yeah, exactly. It's not like it's they're like us. It's not like aliens of like the mo- movies or anything, but like us in an alternate universe, us or like yeah, like I feel like they're on like another planet. You know, aliens come down. I feel like they're not gonna be like the movies. If they're like the movies, we're screwed. Do you think they're here already? Have yes. you ever seen or read the? Was it the Fifth Wave, the one that? The book slash movie that was about um, 
aliens that had, <coughs> excuse me, already come to Earth that were able to disguise themselves exactly like humans. Yeah, I feel like that's a, a, a reasonable theory. I feel like there's just been aliens out there already, and I feel like that us humans are not alone. And I feel like us touching Mars or whatever doesn't matter. I feel like it... I feel like other... I don't know, planets or whatever, other aliens have experienced us already, and we need to experience them, or they're just going to gonna conquer us that's how i feel i know you're a religious guy yes do you think that anything of these like obviously there's a bunch of recordings and stuff of ufos lately do you think any of those have any religious background no i feel like maybe in a sense because of, of their home if they have like a world like us like a planet yeah they're gonna worship god and they're gonna worship our God if, if they're correct. So I guess yes. Uh, I changed my answer there. Yes, I feel like uh, they probably do worship a God, and if they're in the right, correct mindset, yeah, they're they're gonna be worshiping being our God uh, that I believe in, and uh, and I feel like yeah, God. God might be doing this to test us, and uh, every step you take as a human being or or alien, even God is still testing you and testing us and stuff like that. So, do you think where we are with possible aliens and with climate change and everything that we are near the end of times? I do think we're near the end of times. Are you familiar with Project Bluebeam? I've heard about it like once or twice, but you would have to fill me in on the basic. This is something I just came across because I've been seeing a lot of stuff that's like maybe this is like legitimately the end of the world. So Project Bluebeam, you should definitely look it up on yeah. um, on DuckDuckGo because strangely enough, it doesn't really come up very high when you search it on oh, Google. Okay. So DuckDuckGo, people. Like, um, so basically, part of this came out in I don't know the 60s, maybe. I've only honestly looked this up one time, it was late at night, couldn't sleep. But anyway, I think it came out in the 60s. And this basically, the idea was part of the strategy for um, global governments, like we were talking about earlier, like one government to rule them all. Part of their strategy is to convince everybody that the world is ending. And part of that is um, he was, I can't remember the guy's name that came up with this conspiracy theory, but part of it was convincing people that um, God had a play in the end of the world coming. Yeah. And that it's all a hoax to get people scared and get control. You know, in the Bible, it states that, that there's going to be a time period. A lot of people think it's now that God's just testing us, and there's going to be like, what? what is it, like seven years of whatever, and there's going to be a lot of stuff, and then God's going to come down. Look, look, people, you believe in Jesus or not, guess what? Guess what? You believe in that one God, guess what? I'm going to tell you this now. Now, as a Christian man, 
you gotta follow Christ. But one thing, one thing I'll tell you is, it's never too late to say sorry. So if you don't believe in it right now, which is totally fine, go down the road, party, do what you want. Guess what? God always has a place for you. Doesn't matter if you kill people. Even the Bible states that God will always have forgiveness for you. So this is why I want to let you guys know, on this podcast, me personally him is trying to promote Jesus Christ. And guess what? I'm not going to go into it. I'm not going to go into it because this is not the time and place. Sure it is. Whatever it. But what I will say to you is there's never a late time. What I realized is, guess what? Never too late to say sorry. If you're getting shot up by a person, and guess what? It doesn't matter who you are. God's on your side, and God will forgive you, forgive you for your sins and whatnot. So that's so what I'm going to tell you. God's always there for you. And if you want to be and on that side, regardless or not, that even if you're dying, just think of God. Do you that's, think that's true? Do you think that God has everybody's back? Because one of the one of the Super Bowl ads was Jesus washing everybody's feet. I saw that. But in the Bible he only washed his disciples' feet. Yeah. Guess do you think what? that God actually has, do you think he's there for everybody or do you think he's there for his believers? See, that's a, that's a theory right there. Quinn, good, good coming up with that. Guess what? Yeah, if you die and don't pledge your heart and soul to God or Jesus, yeah, you're not going to heaven according to the Bible. But guess what? Jesus is not going to wash your feet. I don't know what that commercial is about. I watched that commercial and I was like, what the heck? Do you think that commercial had anything to do with what seems to be a country, I don't know if it's government or if it's global or what's going on, but there seems to be some kind of collaborative effort to destroy church and God. Yeah, yeah. So like every part of this government doesn't want organized religion, right? We see that. And guess what? This is what I'll tell you guys is, yeah, Jesus is not going to come wash your feet. That's not going to happen. He's not going to come save you from a disaster in the moment. Guess what he will do, though? He will teach you from the moment after. So, like, let's say you do something wrong, and five seconds later, you're like, I know that's wrong. Jesus is speaking to you. The washing your feet commercial. Yeah, he's not going to come wash your feet like, if Jesus was going to come wash my feet, yeah, my feet need a wash right now. So, Jesus, come wash my feet. It's not going to happen. It was commercial. He, it, it was more of a metaphor saying that, like, he's by your side. He's, he will wash your feet if you want to. It was more of a metaphor. And I feel like people took that out of proportion. But they did compare it to other points of view, and I understand that. I just feel like Jesus is there for you no matter what. It's not going to, nothing's going to happen in the moment with Jesus. He wants you to learn from your mistakes. And he wants you to, to rely on him when you think that there's no 
So there's no easy way about following Jesus. That's what I'm going to say. Mm. There's no easy way to following the Bible because if you really follow the Bible, yeah, you can study it Sunday to Sunday or whatever, Sunday to Thursday, it's Thursday to Sunday, three times a week. You're still not going to understand the Bible. Just not. You're just not ever. Every time you reread the Bible, it's going to be a different point of view. You can think of something. Read a fucking uh, bio verse. Two weeks later, you read it again. It means something totally different. And uh, my grandpa will stand by that. I'm the most religious guy I know. So, mm. this, what, do you, what do you have to say about that? Um, I don't know. It just seems like there's a... Maybe I'm just paying more attention to it lately, or maybe I'm spending too much time scrolling through social media. But it seems like there's definitely like a... A barrier? Kind of an attack on all religions, not just Christianity, but... Oh, yeah, all religions. Across the world, there's kind of an attack on religion. And um, do you think that has anything to do with um, kind of attacking maybe traditional values and... Um, I don't know. Do you get what I'm kind of trying to hint at? Yeah, so like all religion or all organized religions have a traditional point of view. And nowadays it doesn't work like that. It doesn't ever work like that. It's rare to come by what the Bible states and what the Bible wants. But guess what? If you're really a follower of Jesus Christ, you will take a path that's somewhat towards his beliefs but also with yours and if you get married or whatever and uh, has some of his beliefs in it it's totally fine because guess what Jesus Christ has your back and it comes to the point that it's like if you get married and you know it's not like the right path but it's like for your sake it's the correct path because that's totally different um God will back you up, but there's times and points that like uh, there's it's really rare. But if you're like, I don't know how to say this, but uh, God will have you back majority of the time. It would have to take you to do something that's so out of the ordinary and so wrong for Him to be like, well. But according to the Bible, even if you do that. And pledge yourself to God, according to the Bible, He will forgive you. So that's where I come kind of like, whoa, about it. What I've kind of noticed recently is whether you believe in God or not, um, pretending that He's real kind of leads you to live a better life. Yeah. Do you think? Um, I don't really know because you start. You kind of started the transformation since I started becoming friends with you. You started like trying harder in school and working out more and everything. Do you think um, religion has played a part of that? I don't know how religious you were before I started becoming friends with you, but uh, basically since I started becoming friends with you, you've been on this. I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to go to church. Yeah. So before this, my family, my dad's side of the family, I would say. 
he grew up going to church every Sunday. I grew up going to church every Sunday since I was like probably six or seven, maybe. Maybe eight. Uh, then came to a point that um, this one that gets wrong is uh, my brother started playing baseball on Sundays, right? Then you have this conflict, this, like uh, you have this conflict, and you're like, what the heck? Am I going to go to church? I'm going to let my son play baseball, right? Because it matters at that point. Right. Because you want your son to get looked at. So we stopped going to church. And I seriously can say this, and I think I can speak for my whole family here. It got us off the wrong track. Um, and I did the same thing. I played baseball on Sundays, and we didn't go to church. And uh, I'm not saying church is the best thing. I'm not saying church, go to church, whatever. Organized religion could be a bad thing. It really can be. But if you find the right place and the right time, it could be the best thing for you. And uh, um, what uh, what I will say is, uh, if you can find, you can find it at your house too. You can do, uh, go to a park even or anywhere. And even just praying that God could save you and it could, it could be like your church. So, I'm not saying going to church matters. It could just somewhere praying or speaking, trying to speak to the Lord could uh, be your church. A church is just a place that you feel secluded and you feel like, okay, I am did it here kind of thing. But you can do church anywhere you want. Does that make sense, Quinn? Mm-hmm. Like you, can make, you can make church here if you want to. I'm a firm believer that God can speak to you in the shower when you're outside in the front, you can be drinking alcohol and God can speak to you. And, and I'm a firm believer of that you could be doing something random and somebody can hit you and you could be like, God just spoke to me. God speaks to you at your worst moments, your best moments, and the middle moments. And people need to understand that, that God can speak to you at any moment of your life. It doesn't have to be, because a lot of people think, God will only speak to me when I'm at rock bottom. That's false. How do you know when it's, um, what do you feel like is the difference between God speaking to you and you just coming to some kind of epiphany or realization? Uh, You will see a change. And uh, yeah, you might change when you're like going through, what what did you say? You said uh, like, uh, like an epiphany? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you can feel like that. I'm not saying it's not God either, because a lot of people would be like, yeah, but it's not God, but it is God. But what I will let you know is a lot of people think it's not God doing what they do. This is my best answer for this. Is But God works in multiple ways. And God works in your veins. God works... When you're not expecting it, God works when you're expecting it. You just don't know. And when you're going through something and you need help or you don't need help or you're going through the motions and you're a true believer of Christ, and he will be there for you. But then when you're not a true believer of Christ, let's say, what's, what's that? What's that? Say you're an atheist or just don't believe in organized religion because a lot of people like that are nowadays. Like, a lot of people don't believe, oh, I go to church, 
or don't go to church matters, right? Whatever. It says in the Bible that as long as you die, you're on your deathbed and you can be like, I accept God, I accept Jesus, right? In your heart. You're going to heaven, whatever, right? So what I will let people know out there is no matter what you're doing, no matter if you think it's right or wrong, or if you think that God won't accept you, or if a lot of Christians or whatever, or even Catholics won't like let you in, that's a 0% chance. Um, because even if Christians or Catholics don't believe in you, which is false, because according to the Bible, we're supposed to let you in no matter what, I will say this. Believe in Jesus Christ. And uh, if you watch the NFL awards, they all say it too. All the people getting the awards. And guess what? They want to cut it out. The media wants to cut it out. I don't know why. But we all want to let you know that follow Jesus Christ. It will help you in a better path. How do you think that... Um, what do you think of that idea that you cannot be a follower of Christ all your yeah. life and then you are in your deathbed and you get all the same, re- like, quote-unquote, rewards? Well, according to the Bible, it doesn't matter what time or period or you could kill somebody, is what I've been told. All of a sudden, right, God will forgive you, right? And I believe in that. The reason why is because we're all born with, I guess we're born into sin, right? Think about it. We're born into the world of sin, right? right? Mm-hmm. So already, we're born into a family of sin. Already. There's, no matter if your family is perfect, right? Nobody's perfect. And that's when people are wrong. Nobody's perfect. Everybody's done some type of sin. Right. There's not one person in the world that has not done sin. And there, if there is, come find me because it's going to be really hard. Just Jesus, right? Jesus is supposed to be sin-free. Yeah, exactly. Jesus. So what I will say is you're, you're born with sin, right? That's why a lot of the Bible people think, a lot of Christianity, a lot of religion think you're born with sin, right? Which is weird to think because you're just a baby, right? But when you're born into a family of sin, it's pretty much predicting the future. So when you're, let's say this one baby goes off, kills a bunch of people, right? And then they're like, a lot of people, you know, like judging this person and he's on his deathbed because he's going to get executed or whatever. And he believes in Jesus Christ. Jesus will forgive him. What do you think of that as someone that's trying to live through um, good morals and good values? Huh? Um, do you think that negatively affects you in any way? No, I don't. I feel like Jesus has a path for everyone. And I feel like he has a pathway that you have to try to follow as much as you can. And he understands. You walk in walk outside that pathway, yeah, but you can get back into it because um, he will accept you. But I understand that people do really sinful stuff. But at the same time, he's fo- he's supposed to forgive us all. He's supposed to, according to the Bible, 
you can do some harsh stuff and still be forgiven because that's what Jesus that's why Jesus is so great right so because this is a podcast I feel the need to ask mm-hmm. um, do you think you're a fan of uh, Andrew Tate Andrew Tate he's a dog <laughs> um, what do you think of um, he's fairly recently converted to Islam yeah he is uh, what do you think of I don't know. They seem to have like a more harsh view, right? Yeah. Like you have to follow the. But by you the don't. time you become a, a member of the Nation of Islam, to the time you die, you're supposed to be. It's much stricter and much harsher. What do you think yeah. of that compared to Christianity? Do you think it's maybe better to be more of a strict follower the whole time, or do you think that it's um, maybe more valuable to be a um, to get more slack the whole time and then be super convinced kind of at the end i feel like there's value in both points to be honest with you because there's a lot of people in christianity that are full-on like you know jesus believer right away but i feel like in andrew tate's point of view is it's harder to become part of his religion and even though it's like praising a god right and i don't think if i if I watch his stuff, I do, and I listen to him, it's not the same as Christianity. So his point of view is he, yeah, he promotes that, that you have to follow him. And not not only follow him, he's, it seems to me more like a Catholic kind of deal. Like he's a, he's a prophet. You know, that's why I feel like he feels like himself is a prophet. But really, Christianity, you're not supposed to praise any other type of person except Jesus Christ himself. Jesus is in... Um, Everybody, yes. No, he's in the... Quran. Quran, yeah, he is. But the Quran is uh, different than the Bible. And, right. uh, and I'm not too educated on it. But what I've learned is is that like a person like Andrew Tate doesn't believe the same I believe. So what that that to me right there is um, th- my point of view is Andrew Tate has the right mindset in a lot of areas, but he doesn't believe in the same guy as me. What do you think of this um, being brothers with someone that's still a Christian? Like... Like, do you think, um, mm. I know you're super close with your, your older brother. Yeah. Um, if he wasn't Christian, if he was said, Muslim, do you think that would affect your brotherhood or do you yeah, think it's supposed it definitely, to? It definitely would. And I definitely lean him towards my way and he would definitely be leaning me towards his way. Right. But I feel like eventually we'd come to an agreement. And if I thought, that's what I think would happen if, if I thought his point of view was better than mine, then I'd convert to his. If he thought my point of view was better, he'd convert to mine. I think that's what we'd come to. I don't think we'd be different by the time we were older. Mm. Do you think uh, your views on religion are more important than your brotherhood? No, I don't. I don't. I always tell people. And my parents think I'm crazy. My family thinks I'm crazy. But my priorities or 
family, then God. A lot of people put God, then family. And God, family, country. Yes, I put family, then God. People tell me, well, God, treat your family. No, fuck that. I'm family, then God. The reason why I say that is because if my brother believes one way, right? Let's say I believe in God, right? My brother believes in something else. How can I be first to God when I, I want to convert my brother to God and I want my family to believe in God? So if your brother wasn't Christian, mm -hmm. <coughs> you think your relationship... Okay, that kind of makes sense. You kind of think your relationship to your brother is most important in yeah, exactly. bringing him to God. It, yeah, so like... I don't, I think if you put God before your family is, then yeah, you're going to be like, whatever about it. Like, I'm God first. You're not going to bring people to God if that's your second priority. That would definitely turn me off. If someone was telling me that exactly my relationship with God is more important than my relationship with my brothers. Exactly. So your first priority is your family because you want to bring them to God. People don't understand that, though. The people think, oh, God will help that. Now, yeah, God will help that, but if it's your second, he understands because you're trying to bring those people into God and the, you know, Jesus Christ into the Bible. But if, uh, if you put them second or whatever and you tell them that, they're not going to be like, well, they're your second priority. So they're not going to come to Jesus. They're going to keep believing what they want to believe. That's where I come yeah, like, mm -hmm. fuck it. Like, what do you mean? What do you think of the angels getting nothing for Otani leaving? Oh, dude, that's <laughs> off topic. <laughs> know what? Off topic here, the angels win 75 plus games. <laughs> they will live, they will live through the hardships. But guess what? We have a young team. We got a good bullpen. We signed a couple of people. We did. Guess what, though? We will win 75-plus games, according to my name, pressing room, and we might make the wild card. That would be pretty shocking. No. It won't be shocking because of the fact that we have Mike Trout, Rendell's coming back, Neto at short. Doesn't seem that realistic. Kind of thought that Neto was an outfielder, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I get what you're saying here, but guess what, though? We have a decent lineup, and we improved on our bullpen. We're fine. Otani just hit nukes, bro. He's going to do that again. Dude, did you see his BP session? Oh, yeah, I did. The ball coming off his bat was does insane. not look like... Like, it shouldn't physically match with it shouldn't what we matter. understand about gravity. Dude, dude, if you swung like that, dude, oh, my gosh. He's dude. massive. Dude, he's he's a big player, but guess what, though? He, like, just connects with the ball, and it goes over the fence. Have you seen this dude? Um, he just committed to Stanford from Japan. No, what's up with him? He's the... All-time leader in Japanese high school home runs. Oh, no. And he was projected to go number one in their draft. 
and he instead committed to go to Stanford so that he could go to the MLB draft in a year or two instead of having to worry about being posted by Japan. This kid that is makes a sense, monster, dude. Is you it? thought Otani was big? This dude is freaking massive coming out of high school. Otani is big, and he's yeah, had, he you know, five, six years, whatever, in MLB with MLB trainers. And, yeah. I mean, Angel's trainers are pretty yeah. good. Mike Trout's a freaking – I know he's injured a lot, but – He's a freaking animal. Oh, yeah. This dude is coming out of high school, and he's bigger than Otani. That's insane. There was a pretty sick clip, though, of Otani watching... Um, what's the Dodgers pitcher that just came out of Japan? What's his name? Oh. I don't know why I'm blanking on this, but he, Otani was watching his bullpen, and he was, like, shocked at this dude's movement and velocity. Well, yeah. Yeah, right. Japan players are the best. <laughs> they kind of are. Honestly, if you took the best of Japan players, they could probably win almost a World Series. It's pretty interesting that America gets all these like all these props for having these amazing athletes, but a lot of them are foreign. Yeah. Like in basketball, these guys, Luka and oh, yeah. Jokic, they go play overseas. The I mean, reason why uh, I feel like this, though, overseas. it goes back to how diverse America is. Yeah. And the reason why we get these players is because of the fact that we allow that the diversity of America to happen. And we allow people like Luca or people like going back to even like Ichiro to come over and shine. Um, a lot of countries won't let that happen. A lot of countries would be like, they're not from this place. We're not going to let that happen. We don't want our country knowing for this different culture, right? So, Do you think it's that, or do you think it's the crazy money that the MLB offers? It could be that, but guess what? If the MLB was in Japan, do you think they would let American players go over there and play? No. I don't think so. I don't know if they would want to, or so like Eric. Exactly. So, they, <laughs> so they, didn't, they wouldn't want to. That's what I'm saying. America is so great that we just allow it to happen. Yeah, we allow it to be diverse, and we allow it to be be like, oh yeah, this person is from Japan. Let's celebrate that. That's we what we care. do. That's what we do. We don't care that he's from Japan. If he can play baseball, he's playing baseball here. Yeah, exactly. If he's playing great baseball, play in the major leagues. Yeah. If he's playing shitty baseball, don't play here. That's the cool thing about sports is it completely overlooks race and yeah, nationality. Exactly. If you can play, you're fucking playing. I think baseball is the best uh, perspective of it, though, because football, it's hard to be, like, from Japan and play football. Yeah. But if you're playing, I think feel like baseball, you can, you, you can get a good perspective of it and good. And baseball is definitely, and I could quote this from a lot of people, it's the hardest sport yeah. by far. It is. It's, um, it's hard to hit a 90-plus fastball than it is to anything else. Yeah. Hitting is the hardest thing in, in all sports. So I feel like us looking to other country is a must. If we didn't do that, we'd be – baseball wouldn't be baseball. Mm -hmm. It's the World Baseball Classic is just so beautiful. It's so beautiful. You see a completely different side of players that you never – even when they compete in the MLB, it's right, not right? It's not the same as when they compete no. in the World Baseball Because they're playing for their fucking country or culture or whatever. Yeah. And they want it the most. 
doesn't matter if you're from right. freaking Finland. You're fucking playing for that team. And you're fucking playing your heart out. The passion that you see in World Baseball Classic, I think, is the most... I know I'm biased because I freaking love baseball so much, but it, it triumphs the passion that you see in the Olympics. It doesn't even matter, dude. It, it goes to the point that it is the Olympics for baseball. Yeah. It but is. The, do you remember that run that Yachty had with oh, Javi Baez up dude. the middle? That was the most passionate baseball and just exciting dude, I'm not gonna lie here, dude. in my life. Quote me on this, dude. I got, when I was watching that shit, semis, bro, all day <laughs> long, bro. I was like, what, what the, the fuck is this, bro? That was peak Yachty, honestly. Dude, dude. dude. That and was peak Baez. Dude, that was peak both of them. I'm not going to lie, Baez tagging it like that. No look. No look. Dude, oh, my gosh. That run when Javi Baez was coming up for the Cubs. Dude. That was exciting. Dude, I'm telling you, Detroit ruined him. I'm telling you. If yeah. you stayed with the Cubs, super sore. All the, all the podcast listeners know that I am a diehard Cardinals fan, and I will stand with them no matter what. Same. Adrian's fan over here. Baez coming up for the Cubs, dude. I wanted the Javi Baez-style glove for oh, yeah. second base. I wanted everything to do with Javi Baez. That dude was so exciting coming up. There was rumors that he would come to Angels, and I was like, mm. so for it. I could see it. I was like, no way. That's exactly the kind of player that they would pay for. Exactly. Is considerably worse than what he played before. But he went to Detroit, and I was like, what the heck? Detroit, really? They're kind of building a squad over there. They are, but they're not going to win their division. Probably not, but they got got Jack Flaherty, who's relatively young. What's that first baseman? Catcher? Torkelson. Yeah, he's good. Torkelson is good. They got... uh, Something green out is it hunt not hunter green? No, but somebody something green out now. No, he's gonna they have really a squad, good. but are they gonna be good enough to beat the, the twins or white Sox? Probably not the twins because um I yeah. love Royce Lewis so much. I do too, but that guy's so good. Is he gonna go somewhere though? I know he's on the twins, but let's be honest here, he's on a two year deal or whatever. I, he's still like rookie slash arbitration money. Is he? But he's he's on. He missed a couple years with like torn ACLs. Yes. Yeah. So I don't think he's gonna get huge money. I think they're gonna be able to keep him. And everybody everybody's following this Braves model of, hey, we have this 19 year old that's coming up. Let's extend him for 12 years. Yeah. Like the Brewers just did that with Jackson yeah. Churio, Churio, whatever it is. That's name. insane. That's the way to do it. If you can extend somebody for 12 years for 10 million bucks a year versus five years for 8 million and then four years for 30 million, let just pay him regardless whether or not he turns out. Who gives a hell about $15 million in the MLB? Nobody cares about Nobody that cares about that shit. No. 15 is nothing right now. It could be like 45 and it doesn't matter. It's crazy. They're throwing around tens millions. of millions of dollars yeah. like it's nothing. No, yeah, you could throw around fifty million and be like, "Oh, it didn't work out. Oh, too bad." Right. Like when we saw when uh, Moneyball came out and we saw the way that that was done, that was revolutionary. But the Braves have re-revolutionized baseball in giving these rookies enormous. But just, contracts. they just know though, like Ozzy, like paying him four million. 
It's hard to tell if they know or if it just happens to be. So you that think they're, they're just guessing? I think they just guess. You think so? I know that they haven't guessed wrong yet, but I don't know how much of that is. I feel like they just trust their just amazing coaching. But they trust their like scouting and drafting. And how much of that do you think will last now that Ron Washington's not there? He's gone, no? Yeah, he's gone. Like he, all those YouTube videos came out with him and Ozzy Albies, and him and um, Sw Dansby Swanson. I know he's not in Atlanta now, but all these videos came out with Ron Washington and these guys. And now he's gone. It won't change too much, but the Braves are going to be good for a while. Forever, dude. They're going to be competing with the Dodgers for as eight, long as Ian Freeman can hit the ball. Eight years, yeah. Pretty nuts. The Braves completely revolutionized the way that teams look at it's rookie terrible. contracts. It's terrible. They ruined it all for everybody. That Ozzy Albies contract was ridiculous. Dude, to get a player like Ozzy Albies for $3 million for five years or whatever it was. Yeah, that's insane. And uh, Harris and Acuna, they've, they've extended all these guys that are like well, superstar players for, for basically because they get a instead of arbitration. No, what they do is, like, they think about it, it's like, if we pay this guy two million over what they think they deserve, they will take it for 10 years. Yeah. And honestly, it works out. Well, yeah. Because if you're Acuna, what are you going to do with 500 million that you can't do with 250 million? Just not, there's no way that three million compared to 150 million, like 150K, in the major league level, because guess what? These these organizations have so much money. It's insane, especially so, when you take in into consideration what they make off the field. Exactly. So like they're like thinking five million. Oh, what's this pay this guy? No, we're not gonna pay this guy seven hundred fifty k when we can pay this guy five million for five years, six years, because of the fact if they turn out, it's like a stock almost. It's like they're investing in these stocks, and they're like, if they turn out, it's a great investment. Yeah. You know? But if it doesn't, you don't lose that much. You don't lose that much. It's like going into that penny stock that, like, yeah, that you go, like, put some money in, and you're like, okay, I don't expect it to be multi-million, but... If it hits, it hits. And the Braves have hit it like multiple times. $50,000 worth of sides, Jordy. <laughs> I feel like they, the, the Braves are one delusional. They're like, I don't think any other team could do it like them. No, but I think a lot of teams are about to try. Yeah, oh, they, they, like the Royals. They just signed Bobby Wood Jr. Yeah. Whatever. And they got a steal for him. That dude is one of the best players in baseball. And he plays shortstop. And they got him for like $25 million. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. They got him for like 20, 25 million. Yeah, so. They got a steal for that dude. He's so he's good. He's so good. It's one of those things like, okay, I guess I got to go sign, you know, our Angels first baseman, Stefanik. Yeah. He so went I, to Timberline. He went to my high school. Stefanik? Stefanik, yeah. I feel like we got to go sign that guy. I, feel, I Honestly, after this shit, I feel like we should go sign him for like 10 years. The Angels don't have a great history with extending players. I know, but that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying, though. Like, Angels fan here, dude. I'm like, 
Just try. Just try this on this guy to five, six million. You have so much money. Just try. Or Maroney, our owner, would be like, no, no, no. We want Miguel Sano to be our first baseman. <laughs> Do you think, um, I know we just talked about him, but the third baseman. Rendon? Rendon. Do you Dude, think he was juiced before he signed with the Angels? No, I don't. I feel like we, he still has hope. I hope for him. What I will say is, though, though, is that uh, he's just been injured a lot. So I feel like. Hold this close. Yeah. I feel like he's been injured a lot. So yep. is he ever going to be the same? No. I don't know. I'd probably not. That's Was, the thing with the Braves model is you don't really know how motivated these players are. Like. A lot of Cardinals fans are going to hate me for this, but Matt Carpenter has only been – he's been solid. His rookie contract, he was solid. I'm not going to deny that. But he's only ever been yeah. great in contract years. Like no, the yeah. Yankees signed him for one year, and he was great. But the Braves aren't worried about that. I don't understand how they find these players that are so driven that even when you extend them for five-plus years – they're still going to keep trying to get I better. I feel like it's just the Braves thing, though. You think they just get lucky, or you think they know? They, they just know. I feel like they would have traded Oz. If the Angels had Ozzy, we would trade that fucker right away. And we're going to get this injury-prone reliever or whatever. How much do you think is motivation to get better at baseball versus motivation to win a ring because really the Braves have been competitive since they no I understand that yeah. but at the same time they still have the same draft process they still have the same farm system process it's like the Angels or A's even they just know they know hey we're going to compete for a World Series right so they didn't know, like, the Angels don't know that. The Angels don't even think they're going to make the playoffs. So, like, Art Moroni is like, hey, call up, whatever. So like, it goes to our GM, who is Perry or whatever his name is, and he knows, like, okay, maybe we're not going to make the World Series. We might make the playoffs, right? Total different mindset. So, like, these people that have these prospects that, like, they don't really need them, but they might need them. Keep them down longer because of the fact of the like yeah we're gonna take this vet player that we think that will have better clutchness than this rookie guy that coming up that you know might not and what that causes is a a signing like a resigning of a fact of um we're gonna give you this because we think you have potential but you might not and I feel like they have a better gas of it like the Braves have a better gas of this because they might win a World Series other than the Angels. They're like, eh, we might make the playoffs. Probably not. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Do you get that or no? I think so. Think about it, though. Like, if you're going for a World <laughs> Series, not going to be too worried about your farm system. But the Braves are. No, but the Braves, what they do is, is they know who's in their farm system that is, like, quotable and like reliable and professional to be like yeah we can have him in the pros but do we really need him right now 
while the angels will be like, we need this guy right now, we're going to rush the process. Mm-hmm. We're going we're gonna to be like, we need Ben Joyce up right now to be our closer, while the Braves would be like, hey, let him develop. And we're going to sign him 10 years after that. That's what's interesting about baseball not having a salary cap, is that the Braves can pay somebody like a Craig Kimbrell. <laughs> I guarantee you, if Ben Joyce was on the Braves, he would have a major league contract right now. <laughs> For 15 years, for $3 million a year. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, and Ben Joyce will accept that because he's getting paid the bank. That's for guaranteed $45 million. You never have to worry about money again, and your kids really don't either. Exactly. And it doesn't matter. He's like, yeah, I can make $100 million over my career, but that's all a what if. Right. What if I don't get yeah, exactly. Tommy John and it goes wrong? And, and then the Braves are just paying you like 45 Right. Well, the Angels don't do that, or the Cardinals don't do that. Not really. They won't even sign Jordan Walker to an extension. The Cardinals much prefer guys that are over the age of 35, where we can sign them for one year with the club option. The Angels are more <laughs> like, hey, we have Mike Trout come over. We might sign David Freeze. Trust me, bro, we have Trout. Trust me, bro, we have Trout. We have David Freeze for one year. He might come clutch. Unfucking believable for two months. Yeah, we have uh, <laughs> we have Eric Ivar and Hal Kendrick at second base. You might not know of them, but they played on our team in 07 or whatever. But don't worry, we have Rehinfo and Nano now. We have Stefanik at first. Hey, guess what? Who we have at catcher? Ohapi. Ohapi. Guess Ohape. what? Ohape. It's French. Yeah, it's Ohape. So guess what? Come relief for us because I guarantee you'll make the bag. That's what they said. And We're going to win some World Series here. You know whose relievers make the bag for no reason? It's the Giants, bro. Do you ever play MLB franchise? Oh, yeah, the they make so much money. I was thinking the, pod, the Padres, too. $11 million. Dollars. The Padres, yeah. too. I'm like laughing because we, well, the Angels signed the most random people, and we're like, "What the fuck is this?" But we're only paying them like thirty million, while the Padres pay this one random like eight million. The Padres need a clean house, honestly. They if just they need to fucking forget about what they did. Bogarts and Tatis yeah. and all those guys need to be gone. If they didn't make the playoffs last year, they're not going to make no. the playoffs this year. There's no way the Padres make the playoffs in the next three years. I know. I. I like Juan Soto way more than the average baseball fan should like Juan Soto. But losing him after you don't make the playoffs is unreal. And they're losing Blake Snell, too. And they're probably losing Waka. Yeah. If they're going to make the playoffs with these guys, how the hell are they going to make it without them? And if you're in the same division as the Dodgers, and you're not going to get better after you don't make the playoffs, you might as well not have anybody at all. That's what I'll tell you, Quinn. Is if they don't have what uh, Bogart? Well, no, they have Bogarts, but they don't have what's the name? Uh, they're losing Soto. Soto. They're losing Snell. Snell. They're probably losing Michael Walker. So they have. They're, they what? just lost the fucking reliever of the year. Yeah. They have at short. They have who? Bogarts. Right field. They have Bog- Bogarts. Right. And right, they had Soto, and no, and right, they had Tatis, who's platinum gold. Yeah, ta- okay, Tatis. So they loosened half the lineup, pretty much. They cleaned the house. They might as well. They're not going to do anything. What did the Angels do? 
Dude, our lineup's so young that it might be the youngest in MLB history, dude. I'm not gonna lie. The only old people is Rendon and Trout. Everybody else is like a Triple A player. Too bad they lost Cabbage, huh? Dude, Trey Cabbage, beast, bro. 29 years old. Triple A prospect. Maybe Double A. But guess what? You always need a 27-year-old prospect on your big league team. He's 29. Uh, <laughs> My fault. My your, fault. Your fault there. Suddenly, there's still hope for you and me. <laughs> Honestly. What am I, 21 now? Yeah, I have seven years to develop. Yeah. Is there any other questions, though, we can answer, though, from your... Um, I don't know. Why did you just, like, suddenly we're done talking about baseball? We're done. Jacob Seppa, if you're listening to this, please stop leaving me unopened. I'm trying to get your glass and mirrors out of my garage. I don't think there's any more questions, but uh, I can tell you're kind of done, so we can start to wrap it up. This is what I'll say is it's so incredible of a person that's from St. Louis that traveled and moved to Boise to start its own podcast. And uh, it's crazy for me perspective that I'm from Orange County, so there's a lot of podcasts out there, and there's not one that I want to be on out of my friend group or just high school or college in general. All those podcasts are fake. And I I would say that the QW podcast is so real. And uh, to the perspective of it's not just like for the viewers, it's for its own perspective. And I really, truly believe that because we don't see that a lot in today's world. We don't see a lot of people uh, going for like their own beliefs. They go for what the followers believe. And I feel like the QW podcast really, truly wants to be its own. And I re really respect that. So, Quinn, I really respect you and everything that you do for this podcast. I, I respect that. That you're not for it for the views. You're not for it for the money. You're for it just to better the world. I don't know. That's how I feel. Up a little bit. That's how I feel. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. And um, there's nobody that I'd rather celebrate the the one year anniversary of my first episode. No, no, uh, with no. Than, the, uh, yeah, I get that, but the one year is special. But what's gonna be really special is the five year. That's what you should look forward to. It's the five year 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 anniversary that's what i would look forward to yeah the one year special we're having a great time but guess what the five year is going to be even more special well, let's hope so and after that the 10 year that's what you got to look for for this right now you're doing all of them every anniversary you're coming back i'll come back whenever and uh i truly believe that uh this podcast has the right mindset and we have the, as a whole, we have the right, you know, way to go about a podcast because of the fact that so many podcasts out there just want to go towards the public and want to bring them in and they want them to believe in their belief system. But the QW podcast really just wants you to think about your lifestyle and it wants you to think about 
hey, am I doing life right? Or hey, I like this podcast. It's making me feel good about myself. But it's all about that question mark of what what's life really about? And that's what the KW podcast really makes you think about. What's life about? Thanks, Van. That brings me to um, s- something that I've been thinking a lot about. Um, t- to the people that don't know, um, taking over this window cleaning company, and um, I had a really good conversation with my dad about, uh, he was concerned about me taking it over because obviously nobody's fucking passionate about cleaning windows. No. And he told me that, well, I told him that I wanted to do something like this because when you work for yourself and you work harder, then you make more money. If you work for someone else and you work harder, you don't necessarily make any more money. Yeah. If, especially if you're hourly, right? But um, the point that I wanted to emphasize is that if you're working for yourself and you make, you work harder, you go to sleep proud of yourself. And yeah. um, when I go to sleep proud of myself, I sleep so much fucking better than when I go to sleep. If I spent the whole day trying to make myself happy, that doesn't that doesn't help me nearly as much at the end of the day as if I go to sleep and I'm proud of myself. Yeah. Like pride doesn't pride means so much more than happiness at the end of the day. It really does. And um, when I record a podcast and I'm I'm proud of the content. And I'm proud of what was said on the podcast. It's so much easier to put out than what makes me happy is seeing the views and the downloads and all this other stuff. Obviously, that makes me happy. But when I'm when I'm proud of the content, it's because it's it's true to what I believe and it's true to what I care about. And it's infinitely fucking better than when I'm just happy with the publicity that it gets. And um, just wanted to. Sh- Shout out my dad. I know that he's right, and I'm not passionate about cleaning windows, but everything that I've been taught growing up is that when the day ends, and I'm proud of the time that I can spend with my friends and family because I work for myself, and I don't work for the views, and I don't work for the money. It's so much better than when I go to bed and I'm just happy with what I've done. Being proud of yourself is infinitely more important than being happy with yourself true that that's the advice that i would like to leave with so one year i would like to thank everybody that's ever listened to the podcast and everybody that sent in questions when i asked them to and uh all the people that have what god bless everybody yes everybody that's given sorry um no you're fine dude you're the guest you say whatever you want whenever you want um but everybody that's given up multiple hours to spend with me and to spend with the people that are listening. Cause you guys are as much as, uh, as much a part of the conversation as the people that are on it, me and the guest. Yeah. Um, that's it's the whole point. Right. It really is truly like how often do you get to spend, how often do you actually sit down with somebody one-on-one and talk to them for two hours? Not that often, pretty much zero time. Yeah. And I would like to say that it does get emotional um, even perspective of me being on the podcast twice for somebody that's worked their asses off like Clint. It's one of those things that's like, to me, it's like he wants the best for everybody and he wants the best for anybody and everybody that's either viewing or not viewing. He just wants the better of the world. So 
for me personally, it makes me emotional because it's one year and it, he has so much potential and this podcast has so much potential. So I hope that I'm going to be on this in, on the five year and I will be on this in the five year. But it's so, it's so, so I'm just grateful to be on this right now. I'm so grateful that you're here and there's, there's surely nobody that I'd rather spend the one year with. So thanks okay. for coming on. Thanks for listening. Thanks for everybody that sent in questions and uh, we'll love see you. you next year. Yeah. Love you. Love you, Preston.